Hello, everybody, and welcome to Gems from the Glen. I'm your host, Kimberly Rue. On today's episode, I have some special guests here with us to discuss some interesting topics centered around today's dating society, and we'll be answering and giving our personal opinions on some popular questions that can arise when going through the dating process. So get comfy and get ready to laugh because this bunch is very relatable and I'm positive you'll walk away feeling glad you've tuned in to today's episode. Let's give thanks to this giving moment, Relationship Edition. So let me introduce you to two of my closest friends, Carrie and Keisha. What I love so much about these two women is how real and genuine each of them are. I've had so many conversations with them over the years where we've laughed and really enjoyed each other's unique perspectives and outlook on life that I wanted to bring them on the show today. So Carrie and Keisha, welcome to Gems from the Glen. Hello, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for letting me be here. You're welcome. I'm so glad you ladies decided to join me on this Girl Talk this Sunday. Yes. So let's remember we're going to keep these light, the conversation that is. Some of these questions are just a little loaded, so Mm -hmm. please feel free to dive in. Are y'all ready? We're ready. All right, so how we're going to start this off is I'm going to read the questions, and you all can chime in whenever. There's no order. So let's jump into it. All right. So for the first question, why does it seem like everyone's operating in their feelings these days? Like, why do you think it's so hard for people to start committing to dating someone? Oh, that's a really good question, Kim. Carrie, do you want to take a stab at it first or? Yeah, I'm going to give my perspective. Um, I really think that social media plays a huge part in why people are more so operating in their feelings and I just feel like the dynamics of like marriage and dating and courting has gotten lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that monogamy isn't for everybody and that's completely cool, but we're, I just feel like we're in an awkward space where people want like a monogamous relationship, but then they also want to be able to do whatever it is that they want to do. Right. So it's like, you want to be the man of the household and tell your woman what to do and you want her to submit, but you're not paying the bills or you don't have no job. You sitting at home playing PlayStation <laughs> all day. I just really think it's just, it's such a weird, weird space that we are in mm-hmm. in regards to dating. And I think it's because more so some of the traditional values has gotten lost mm-hmm. in the sauce. Absolutely. I would definitely agree with that. And just to piggyback off of that, definitely the values and traditions of what we knew our parents and our grandparents did as far as courting and dating are totally out the window. Um, This is a new day and age where, like like you said, Kim, people do operate in their feelings or people put time limits on when they feel like they're supposed to be in a relationship or when they feel like they're supposed to be married. And I also believe that the pandemic lately has played a large part in that as well, Mm -hmm. because people are sitting at home, their minds are wondering, they're Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what life is going to look like the next year or two. And they feel like they're missing someone in their life to share. You know, they don't know what the future is going to look like. So they're missing that part in their life. When ultimately they can be working on themselves during this time, but they feel like they have to put that time limit on. Well, you know, since I'm at home and I'm quarantining or it's a pandemic, I need to hurry up and find someone. And in that, they end up getting yoked up with someone who is not for them. Mm-hmm. And they tend to play out these relationships that are basically just waste of time and lessons and not so much for the long haul. Yeah. That's a good point because me personally, on the question, I think. To piggyback on all y'all, I just think we have too much time. Like, in Correct. this generation, I feel like we have so much time. I feel like our parents had a knee-jerk reaction. Like, I was talking with Keisha last night. I just feel like, you know, our parents grew up in a time where they just did the next thing that came. Mm-hmm. And here, in yeah. this generation, we have social media. We have all this time to, like, figure out what we want to do and who we want to be with that we just take our sweet times. And mm-hmm. another thing is just really gender role. Like, a lot of us really are not understanding the value of like our placements. Like we, Correct. we're women and then we have men, but at the same time, the women, you know, we go out here, we can work, we can make a bag just as well as a man. But right. at the same time, it's like, because we can afford so much stuff and we can provide for ourselves and we're so independent. Sometimes we meet a, you know, a partner who's not on the same level. He's a great guy, but maybe he's not matching your bank account or maybe he can't afford that car. Or maybe, you know, it's just different things that we're judging people off of. 
versus the value of what each role really is supposed to bring to the table and what marriage is really supposed to be, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like at the end of the day, it's the time for me. It's like, I just think like people are operating in their feelings because they think they have so much time and they really feel like they can, you know, nitpick everything down to the nitty gritty instead of really just like understanding what a relationship is supposed to be, what is dating, what is marriage, and you know, what is my role in this that I'm signing up to be in? Right. Mm -hmm. And then also the flip side of that is that there are a lot of people, especially women, we find that the pressures of society of our parents, our grandparents, Mm -hmm. when are you getting married? When are you going to have kids? When are you going to settle down? So then it's like time is, is, is in a fast forward mode. We're like, now we're, we're looking like, oh my God, I got to hear up and find a husband or I got to hear up and find, you know, someone I want to spend the rest of my life with, whether you believe in marriage or not, or someone I want to have a child with. And you're putting a, a timer on yourself, which also causes you to stress and end up with someone that you weren't really supposed to be with as well so let me pause there because both of you ladies are married congratulations thank you thank you and why i wanted you on the show is because you know i'm single so at the end of the day these questions are very much my questions always when i'm talking to my girlfriends but for you ladies to be married you know y'all went through the dating phases y'all went through the Mm -hmm. frogs y'all went through the what happens if i don't get married or what happens if you know this just isn't for me and now you've made it to the finish line. You're with your guys. So my question is, in that first question I asked you, do you feel that that applied when y'all was dating? Do you feel like people were still, you know, working in their feelings? Or do you feel like there was a rhyme and reason to what you guys were doing? That's a good question. You want to go first or are you? Yeah. I, well, I'm going to try to take a stab at it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I feel like dating like the dating scene is way worse than when it was when I was dating mm-hmm. like I knew and how it was long ago trash was that? that was about like almost six years ago five okay. or six years ago like I knew it was trash but now I just feel like it's like trash times two <laughs> correct because I just I don't know like what has changed in society mm-hmm. it's like a catch-22 because it's like Females were more independent. We don't have to stay in crappy relationships right. like some of our grandparents or, mm-hmm. you know, our grandparents' parents because, you know, some females didn't work. So they had to stay with, you know, their um, spouse just so they can survive. But like right. we live in a day and age where it's completely different. So I just feel like when I was dating, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't even thinking about marriage. Like marriage was the last thing on my mind. Yeah, it really was. And I grew up in a two parent household. I just really never really thought about marriage like Mm -hmm. that per se. Um, Especially since when I got into my first serious relationship at the age of 22, that was completely horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, My my ex-boyfriend was manipulative. He was a narcissist. He was abusive. So it was like so trash. So once Mm -hmm. I got out of that relationship, I was just solely focused on Carrie, what Carrie wanted to do, Um, just kind of like playing catch up as it pertains to the dating realm, because I never really did much dating. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I met my husband. Okay, so I feel like everything you just described is just that. Mm -hmm. I feel like you were in your sweet time, you know what I mean? Like, you were dating, you just got out of a relationship that you didn't care for, and so you wanted to build yourself back up. So you kind of are, you know, that first question of, you know, why, and you said, you know, marriage was not the forefront, you know, you were just trying to get yourself back leveled. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's not a bad thing, you know, it's not a bad thing if we're operating in our feelings, but when we are trying to date and pursue something, you know, in life with a partner, you know, that can really be a sore, you know, to somebody because it's like, dang, I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to date for purpose, but nothing's happening. So Keisha, what's your uh, outlook on that? Well, I definitely agree. I went through my frogs. And then once I went through my max amount of frogs that I allowed myself to go through, I just kind of put dating on the back burner as well and kind of focused on myself. Um, once I moved back to Atlanta in 2013 is when I reconnected with someone that I used to deal with when I lived in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and even in that, which is my husband now. Um, but even in that, I kind of took my time with that because I knew what I didn't want based on my past experiences. Mm -hmm. So I, and I knew what I was looking for. Um, but then I also told myself because I had just turned 30 when I moved back, 
I was going to be dating with a purpose yeah. once I moved back to Atlanta, once I started back dating. Um, and even in dating in a, with a purpose, you know what you want in your mate because you know what you bring out of yourself in a relationship. Yeah. And then it just kind of developed from that. But um, my big takeaway with even in that, you have to be friends first. Mm -hmm. If you're not friends first, it'll never work. Um, mm -hmm. You can love someone with your whole heart, but if you don't like them, it's going to cause an issue. It's going to be a major, major problem. So at the end of the day, you have to be friends first. And I feel like that's what my husband and I did mm -hmm. from the beginning. We were friends first. Um, you know, friends became best friends and then so on and so forth. And then once we got engaged, it was kind of like, okay, you, I'm marrying my best friend now. This is someone that I can tell everything to and not have to feel like I'm being judged or anything like that. Um, but of course I did have the pressures of my parents, my grandparents, when you going to settle down, mm -hmm. you know, um, when you're going to have a baby, because we pretty much dated about maybe about six years in my thirties. So you're looking at, you know, 35, 36 years old, not married, no kids. Everyone's looking at you like something's wrong with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then once I actually got married, everything happened so fast. I got married at 36. I got pregnant and I had a baby at 37. So every life came at me really fast in yeah. that. But I don't have any regrets as far as being married in my mid 30s. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I wouldn't have been ready for a true relationship or marriage in my 20s, let alone having a child in my 20s. So I have no regrets with going all the way up through my 30s before I found my true love and getting married with that. So I'm going to interject there because you both are at two different spectrums. It's like Carrie was the, okay, I'm out of a fresh relationship. I'm trying to get Carrie together. And she stumbled upon somebody who happens to now be her husband. But at the end of the day, she said, you know what? Marriage at the beginning was not for me. You know, right. like, I wasn't looking for that. I, I'm not saying you didn't want to carry. I'm just saying like that wasn't your, yeah, yeah, I your, agree. That, your that's game right. plan. And then you got Keisha who's like, okay, listen. I'm trying to find something. I, I'm dating for purpose. I'm not messing with you frogs no more. You know, right. I'm trying to make sure whomever I'm dating this time is going to be legit my forevermore. And so what Correct. I love about that is because you both set it up. Because, you know, there's women just like you. You got women who's on one side. You got women on the other. And then you got people in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everything you two just said sets the questions up I'm about to ask moving forward. Because you both have two different perspectives, but I feel like at the end of the day, it's going to make a lot of sense for a lady out there who's trying to figure out, like, you know, where does she stand right. when it comes to this dating realm in this generation? So the next question is, is structure important when it comes to dating? Old school versus new school. So is structure important? <laughs> um, To me, personally, I do believe structure is important. Mm -hmm. I go back and forth when I say whether or not I believe in gender roles versus me saying that I think both of us are capable of doing both things. Mm -hmm. However, structure is important. Like, I do believe that the man should lead and then we should follow. Not saying that we're going to follow blindly. Right. right. But I do believe in that form of structure. Like, right. I'm the caretaker. I take care of the home. I make the house a home. I cook. I nurture things like that. My husband, he provides, you know, security. He pays the bills, protects. Yeah, things like that. He's a man. He's playing yeah. the role. But exactly. but I do think that I think you. Sh I am. I do believe that you should do whatever works for you. Correct. Like if your husband is the one that's cooking and cleaning, and that works for your household. That's completely fine. That's none of my business. If you guys want to lean more towards traditional versus new school, that's what works for you. I think whatever works and floats your boat within your relationship and it works, then you should do that. Absolutely. Um, I totally agree um, with the old school versus new school. I think it's a little bit nowadays in our culture. I believe it's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you still find that there are men out there who like to be a man's man. And then you find some men out there that are OK with being stayed at home dads or sleeping on somebody's couch and, you know, doing the dishes and doing the housework so they don't have to work. So, again, it just depends on what you like. Um, for my household, again, it's a little bit of both. We both work. But, you know, when I got pregnant, I didn't work. Um, the first year of my child's life, I didn't work. Um, I just pretty much took care of home because even being a mom in itself, and that's a whole other conversation, that's a job in itself. Mm -hmm. 
and you're taking care of the home, you're making sure everyone's fed, you're making sure, you know, meals are cooked, clothes are clean, clothes are cold, like that's a job, another job in itself. These are jobs that you pay people to come in your home to do. So you're taking on both of those jobs. Um, so of course he was the provider, again, the provider, the protector, he did all of those things that a man's man would do. Um, but even as far as like the partnership goes in a household, I think both tend to work, but you just have to be in agreement when it comes to mm-hmm. what type of decision making you're doing. And when it comes to, you know, the betterment of the household, the children, that's just something that you have to have a mutual conversation with. Where probably back in the day with our grandmothers and mothers, it wasn't like that. The man, you know, made the decisions for the home. And that's basically, you know, what it was, you know, back then they didn't believe in divorce. So they would stay in an unhappy marriage mm-hmm. for the sake of the children and that was that nobody ever talked about it that was something you always swept under the rug but the family knew about it but no one ever really spoke on it whereas nowadays you know divorce rates are high not necessarily because you know people are in either say an abusive relationship or something like that but some people just mutually agree hey we thought we were good together but it's just not working out Mm -hmm. and you can mutually walk away in good standing with each other. So I think it just depends on what you like, but ultimately I feel like if you're gonna do old school and new school, you have to be able to agree upon what you're gonna take um, out of both situations. Yeah, and I'll jump in there because you know, I'm dating. So I recently just went on a date and I think structure is very important. Like that's one thing me and this guy were talking about from the beginning. Like. We weren't drilling each other. It wasn't an interview, but we really were trying to figure out, like, you know, do you come from that two-parent household? If you don't, then, you know, who was your, you know, example growing up, right? Right. We talked about kids. Like, you know, do you want children? You know, can we afford children? Can you afford children? We just talked about that. We talked about gender roles. Like, you know, do you believe in them? In the sense of, like, do you want to provide? Can you provide? You know, Mm -hmm. do you want a woman who can cook and also go to work? You know, we had a really great conversation, but... Uh, when, it, when I ask the question, is structure important when it comes to dating? I honestly, my hands go up because me being in the dating realm, I think we're very much new school. I feel like structure is also like the man pursuing, you know, like a man right. saying, you know, hey, I'm ready. I want a mate. I want to go out here and start building a future. If you're seriously looking to date and grow from that, not just trying to have a fling with someone. I'm talking about like you really looking for a partner in life. And I feel like... I feel like because we're such in this new age of shoot your shot Mm -hmm. that my kids are really not allowing themselves to pursue anymore. You know what I mean? Like they want Mm -hmm. to be pursued and it's not a negative. I do believe if a woman finds a man attractive and you know, she's in the airport and she sees somebody and she's about to get on her flight. She wants to tell that man, Hey, you know, I'm attracted to you. Can we talk? Fine. Do that. But I also think like, a man should also, you know, do the same. And I feel like women are shooting their shots so much. We might be shooting at the wrong, you know, target. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. These men out here are just entertaining anything because they're like, oh, I'm getting all this attention, vice versa. I'm not going to say women don't try to get attention and they're, you know, entertaining people that they don't really like like that either. But I'm just saying when you're purposely dating, you know, I right. feel like there is a structure that should be looked at. And mm-hmm. I feel like I, I'm old school. Like I had, I come from a two parent household. I had a father in the house. I, you know, he provided. I had a mother. She, you know, also worked, but she cleaned the house. You know, she took care of us. I saw the roles. And you know, I'm an independent woman. I go to work. I, you know, take care of my bills. I take care of myself. But I also know I'm looking for somebody who wants to provide and take care of our household too, and can lead us. You know, right? So exactly. I feel like it's very important to figure out which role you want to play like Carrie was Mm -hmm. saying like you know do y'all want to you know does your husband want to cook and you want to go to work that's fine or like you said Keisha you know let's come to an agreement of you know what we're going to do in this household so that it can flow properly but as far as structure I really think that's what this generation is missing exactly Mm -hmm. like I feel like we are just picking from everything you know and we're all according what we want in a relationship but we really don't know what the foundation of a relationship is. It's literally it. like speed dating, basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's tiring, though. It is. it is. It really is. And just like Carrie said, I mean, I think everybody should be, you know, looking internally at themselves, you know, like really assessing them and like, you know, all the relationships they went through and what they don't want, because you can definitely be new school. That's fine. But at the same time, like, 
you didn't get those you didn't get those thoughts you didn't get those values from yourself you saw right. them absolutely so, the next question is why is commitment so scary to some people like were y'all scared to commit when it got serious um, <laughs> I'm like um I, I think when it came down to it I wasn't because I was at that that age and at that point like if it doesn't if I'm disappointed in my relationship, I know how to move forward and move on with or without that person. Yeah. Um, just because I was in, you know, so many bad relationships or situationships, I knew what I wasn't going to tolerate. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that, whether, you know, I always told my husband from the beginning, I'd rather you tell me the truth and me be hurt than lie to yeah. me and let me find out later. Rip the bandaid off in the beginning when it comes to to us in my relationship or me, I don't want to have to find out later on. And I, I tell anyone that, but definitely when my husband and I were dating, I definitely told him that. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to say. I, I completely agree with you, um, Keisha. When it came to commitment, I wasn't scared per se. I was actually pretty excited to commit to my boyfriend only because I just felt like this was the first real relationship that I ever had and that mm-hmm. um it it just was so easy for me like Good. we didn't have any issues like the only thing we might argue about is what we're going to eat for dinner like I didn't have to deal with any cheating I didn't have to beg him to be faithful to me like I didn't have to do any of that. So committing to him was easy for me, especially when I was thinking like, wow, like this is the person that I want to be with. Like I can't imagine my life without him. Right. That's right. cute. Look, that's <laughs> cute. Yeah, I think cute. absolutely. I think when it, best friend, just like that. Right. And I think when it comes to commitment, with comes to commitment, you have to take the good and the bad. You know, if you if you're never going to take that chance, you're never really going to know what what could be or what could happen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's kind of like catch 22. It could go either way when it comes to commitment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even if you're scared, you kind of just kind of have to take that dive and try it anyway. So either you're going to get a lesson out of it or you're going to get a loving relationship out of it. But you, you never know unless you try. Mm-hmm. And I agree that. um I just feel like commitment is definitely a choice. Like choosing to love someone is a choice. Absolutely. And sometimes the choices that we may make may not work out how we want it to work out, but you will never know if you don't take that chance. Absolutely. So I feel like when it comes to commitment, it could be a two, like a twofold thing. Like one person, you may, you may not even feel like you deserve to be committed or for somebody to commit to you. So that's why you struggle with commitment. Versus another person where you just want to live your life freely. You don't want to be tied down, which is fine. But I think the issue in society, especially for younger people, when it comes to being in a relationship and being committed, you want to play everything um, that comes along with the relationship without the commitment and the relationship. So you want to spend time together. Y'all living together. Y'all splitting the bills. Mm Y'all having kids. Y'all doing all these things but you're not committed to one another. Correct. You're right. doing everything in a relationship or a marriage, mm-hmm. you know, you do. But then when someone asks you who that, oh, that's just my friend. Mm-hmm. What? But I thought, you know, you then, then you have to reevaluate what's going on because if they're not even claiming you as or in a relationship or, you know, in a marriage or you've been together so long, it's common law marriage by now, but they're still introducing you as their friend then, yeah, that's definitely when you need to run because obviously that person has commitment issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, just to piggyback off that, you know, y'all know I'd be bringing up some Bible verses, but first, <laughs> you know, 14.33, it's Sunday. Um, it says, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, you know? Mm-hmm. And personally, I have really had to tap into that, like in my dating phase, because I'm not afraid of commitment, but I know when I am talking to someone and I just don't feel it's right, you know, that Holy Spirit inside you. Absolutely. Your mm-hmm. feeling, whatever you want to call it, your intuition. I, I know like this is not a go. And I feel like, you know, I've really been tapping into that. Like God would not bring me somebody that's going to confuse me or hurt me and it it takes Mm -hmm. time for you to realize that because I know when it becomes more spiritual you know 
people kind of get a little weary on that. They're like, okay, like, is this me or is this God? Or you may not be spiritual at all, you know, but for me, I'm, I've been using that in my dating. Like if I'm talking to someone, I just know it doesn't feel right. Or I know it's not adding up to my boundaries. I'm like, okay, you're not for me. And Correct. I wouldn't even make that work for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what I'm on, but I, I would say for some people, commitment is very scary. I think because the talking phase is so much fun. I mean, when you're talking, that's mm-hmm. people don't understand the difference between talking and dating. People think talking is dating. Oh, I talk right. on the phone every day. Oh, we hang out every day. No, no, no. Is this person intentionally taking you out on dates? Correct. Courting you. you. Are they courting you? Are they introducing you to people as my girlfriend? You know what I'm Correct. saying? Like, how are they? You know, presenting you to the world, or are y'all just friends? And I think a lot of people spend so much time in these talking relationships as if they're dating. But then you've been talking to this person for a while now, mm-hmm. and you know nothing's coming out of it. And then finally, when you want to ask that question, because again, the roles, the man should be asking you, "What's up?" But it's really always the women kind of coming at them, like you know, "Hey, like what are we?" exactly right. mm-hmm. what are we doing we've already you know had the sex we've already met the family we've already you know we're doing all Correct. that stuff, but we're not mm-hmm. dating with purpose you know and then our feelings are getting hurt so yep. i do feel that commitment to people especially in this generation is very scary like people don't want to post you on the ig for privacy reasons but at the same time it's like you'll be on people's uh posts and don't even know they got a whole relationship going got on. a whole Absolutely. whole baby well, mama in three correct. minutes are they not po- they're not posting you because they're already in a situationship or a relationship in a, a situationship or people are on these dates or these dating profiles putting what they want to put to attract the person but you're really setting yourself up because Absolutely. you're not attracting what you really have going on or what you really want because you're afraid of what you look like so i do i think commitment is scary to some people why i think it's scary is because they don't know what they either want or they're afraid to really go deep inside themselves and figure out like you know what are they really looking for absolutely mm-hmm. and just like doesn't have to get married very true very true and if yes. you're out here and you want to date cool you can date but my whole thing is just be honest let person know you're just looking to have a good time or you're just looking to be friends and if that it's and get and that's the thing i think people don't give people the chance to make a choice yeah. they want to they want to bamboozle the situation and get in a situation ship and then when it gets serious then that's when they want to put their cards on the table absolutely mm-hmm. I think that's crazy. I think that's our generation. That probably has been going on forever, but I feel like more so now than ever because mm-hmm. we have so much time and we talk versus date. You know, we right. get caught up in this stuff because people are truly really, to me, scared of commitment or they know they don't want it, but they know if they say it, it's going to end what they have going on. Absolutely. And it's not fair to the other person though because you never gave them a chance to make a decision. Whether or right. not I choose to continue to mess with you, um, at least allow me to know clearly what our expectations are in regards to you and I. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And I like you said, go ahead. I'm sorry, like you said before, um, Carrie, about social media, social media allows people to do that. Social media, you can get on there and be someone completely 100% of who you have never been or who you've always wanted to be until it really comes down to, you know, when you meet that person and the truth really comes out. But Social media, people can fake it till they make it. Mm-hmm. And that, that even goes with relationships or situationships. It doesn't have to be about, you know, how popular you are. But even, you know, they they tend to prey on people who, who are ready to be committed relationships and tend to find themselves vulnerable to people who are just out there to put another notch on their belt or just out there to see what they can get out of you and then go about their merry way after you've been, you know, hurt or broken or, you know, left broken from a, a situationship. So you just opened the door, Keisha, to my next question, because we're talking about social media. So my question to you guys is, you know, what does society and social media make dating look like to a person? Like, what are they telling us dating looks like or should look like for you? Girl, <laughs> social media can make you think you got you a unicorn, you got you a mule at the end of the day. Like you, it's just it's just up and down. Some people you can find very genuine people on social media. I've never had a 
uh, anything bad to say about, you know, dating sites. I've actually shot a dating site when I was um, in mm-hmm. my 20s. Just to, I wanted just to see, you know, this is when, you know, social media started to get big. And I was like, let me just see what's on there. And I feel like with dating sites, you tend to take your time more with getting to know that person. Because back then, you know, in my early 20s, you're talking about, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you weren't just meeting somebody on a blind date. Like, here, let me, you know, come to my house and let me meet you real quick for the first time. Like, you were really like, I don't know this person. This is a complete stranger. So you tend to talk more. You were IMing more. You were texting more. You were talking on the phone more. There wasn't really any FaceTime or anything like that. So you spent more time getting to know that person before you physically met them in the flesh. Um, whereas now people meeting up in like a day or so after mm-hmm. meeting somebody on like all these new fast track dating apps, like these fast food apps with the, you know, swipe right, swipe yeah. left, but yeah. like all these other dating sites. And then on those dating sites, you had to pay for memberships. People weren't wasting their money like that unless they were serious. Right. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to social media, what it has shown us especially as it pertains to black women and love and marriage is that sometimes people feel like you have to put through all, you have to be put through all this BS in order for you to get the grand prize of love. But love does not always come with a struggle. And we don't always have to hold a man down or, or, you know, put up with him cheating on you, put Mm -hmm. up with him having a baby on you, all this baby mama drama and all this other stuff. Like we don't have to put up with that. Like love is a prize, but it's not something that you win after you get beat down a thousand times. Like it should come so easily. Um, And to tie back into what you were saying, Keisha, regarding the um, online dating, I actually met my husband on Tinder. Okay. And that was like six years ago, whereas now Tinder, I guess you have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. You get like unlimited swipes from what I hear from my girlfriends that are dating. Um, But it's funny though because I didn't know t- Tinder was supposedly like a booty app. Like, yeah, I just got out of this crazy relationship. <laughs> my girlfriends were like on Tinder, and she, my friend Jasmine suggested, like, "Hey, Carrie, like, you're trying to get in the dating scene. You should check out Tinder." And I'm like, "Well, what is that?" She's like, "Well, you just swipe on the profiles that you like or that you're interested in." So I get on there, I'm swiping, and then my husband messages me, and then we start talking. But apparently, even when he was on there, like, he knew it was a booty app, but I didn't know it was a booty app, but he knew he couldn't try that with me, and then it just kind of fostered into something else. But I do think dating apps, if that's your MO and that works for you, yes. However, even with the dating app, people can be something that they're completely not. I would just say go in there easy and just lay out your cards and your expectations of what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And let that be it and just have fun and see what happens absolutely yeah because i i'm gonna i'm gonna go there with uh carrie you know everything's at your fingertips like you do not have to sit here and go through the process and absolutely like there's a gucci lyric that says you know girls are like buses miss one next 15 one coming we'll put that on a man yeah you know i feel like that's just how people are i don't know if you want to say you're shooting your shot i don't know if you're just kind of like i'm not putting my eggs in one basket but it's kind of like that microwavable dating, I feel. And I feel like mm-hmm. people are so vocal. Like, they'll put up a front, like, oh, they're with this person. And then, like, six months later, they're doing a YouTube special or an IG story about why the relationship didn't work out. You right. know? So Absolutely. I feel like... Mm-hmm. I think people rush into stuff. Like, it's yeah. the idea of being with someone that is just... It just causes people just going... Into- they go into like a frenzy. Like Correct. I feel like, especially sometimes as it pertains to females, like, okay, I'm gonna start dating. Let me get my roster up. And then you start off right. with, like talking to two or three guys. And yep. then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I like Keith. So I'm gonna put all my eggs in Keith's basket. Whereas with men, they continuously date females. Correct. And then they cut them off once they know that it's something completely serious. But with women, you pick one guy and then we're just like, oh, this is going to work out. Correct. Yeah, we're we're emotional creatures. We can't sit there and juggle men like Mm -hmm. the way men juggle women. We don't have the time or the patience for that. But is that bad? Because I feel like as women, we do sit here all the time and we say we can't juggle no 15 men, no five men, three men. 
Right. But when you're with your girlfriends, y'all know we've had these conversations before we was in relationships. We would be asking who are you talking to? And, right. you know, the one thing we would do is gloat to say how many guys we were talking to, you know, because you right. looked like you were busy or you had something going on. Right. And right. I just feel like social media or just society today is making us look like you got to do it for the gram, you know, Absolutely. whether it's real mm-hmm. or not, like you got to show and tell almost everything. And sometimes that can just be that. Like you literally are with someone so that you look like you got something going on or so mm-hmm. the picture looks right. Correct. So um, let me ask you the next question. Do y'all think dating sites are shallow? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say they're shallow. Um, I just think dating sites are whatever you make it. If you go in there and your mission is to knock off as many chicks as you can, that's your mission. But that I don't have to put up with your mission or even help you with that mission. If I'm right. looking for something a little more serious. Um, I do think dating apps is a cool way to meet new people that you may not run into in the grocery store or at the bank. However, I just really think that it's whatever you make it. Well, let me ask you this. Can you be shallow on a dating app? Because I'll be real. I'm on a dating app. And y'all know I am dating for purpose. So my mindset is like you, Carrie, when I go into it, I know what I want. These are my boundaries. Mm -hmm. I treated that application like a resume. Like, listen. I don't think that's shallow. Yeah, that doesn't make you shallow knowing what you want, especially if you're looking for long term. Yeah, that doesn't make you shallow. No, it doesn't make me shallow, but think about it, too. When you make that list, you set up those boundaries, you have those values, and then you're talking to people, right? Because Mm -hmm. people think, oh, my God, people think when you get on a dating app, you must be desperate or you must be, I mean, people think the worst of dating apps. So just like, my God, you're on a dating app now? Like, is is it that hard? And you're like, no, I want to try something. I want to see who else is out there. You can meet people in different states. There's so many opportunities on a dating app. There's some positivities um, to that, but Going back to the shallow part, you know, I sometimes can think dating apps are shallow because if here we go, there's a guy on there, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say he puts he's not a he's not a photographer, you know, he's taking his own selfies. His photo may not be the best, but let's say his description says he got a college degree and that you know he likes to I don't know drive up to the mountains on the weekend, whatever. He's just talking something you like, but you're not into his photos. Mm-hmm. If you don't swipe on him, you know, because physically he's not attractive to you, are you being shallow? Not necessarily. I mean, you can't force yourself to be attracted to somebody. However, it's something different if you're going about it like, oh, my God, like I was looking at this guy profile. Can you believe this? Look at his photos. Like, oh, my God, look at the lighting. It's horrible. He's ugly. I think if you were to play it like that you do come across as shallow but but what happens if that's all he got because this is my point dating apps can be shallow you can look to be shallow and you're speaking about the person because if the person who's posting whatever they're putting up isn't taking it as seriously as you let's say Mm -hmm. or let's just say you have an eye for a camera you know what looks good you put up your best pictures you know you may be prejudging somebody and not really getting to know them but look all you have to go off is their photos Mm -hmm. well I think that I mean it's just going to be your loss if you can't see somebody more for what they have on their dating app then that's just your loss yeah I think but it's kind of y'all would y'all swipe on somebody who y'all did not find attractive if his bio and everything sounded good. Would y'all really just take a stab at it or would you really just look at it and be like, no, this guy is not attractive to me? And when I say not attractive, it's it could be he don't have a haircut. It could be right. He, he may not be able to dress in your eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could it could be whatever you don't like that somebody can say, that's shallow girl, go on a date with him. But you're like, no, really, I don't like a dude who can't dress. Like, you know, that's I right. think those are all things that are like they can be changed that, you know, that can be yeah, changed. Those, they can when, change. I swipe, when I swipe right on Dwayne's profile, like his profile was very nice or whatever. He talked about him like to travel and things like that. Um, but my boo, he can't dress like that. I dress like that. Like, I think <laughs> I just, like, like, like surface things. But right. I do think that if you're interested in the person's profile and they seem like a nice person from what you've read I don't think it's any fault in you swiping right just to see where it goes um I mean because you can always just 
let's say you swipe right, that person swipe right on you and y'all start a conversation. Mm-hmm. But then it's still like, um, this still not really clicking for me. You can just stop talking to somebody. Correct. But True. I do think that if you still want it, if you're seriously looking to find the one, I don't think you shouldn't allow a, you know, a profile picture or something like that to hinder you from that. I mean, but at the end of the day, you still have to be somewhat attracted to someone. Right. It's like a catch-22. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think with it, a dating site is just that. It's a dating site. Mm -hmm. Some people are on their date dating, looking to date for long term. Some people are looking to date for marriage. It just depends on what you're looking for. But if there is someone that you come across that's not really, you know, your style or your vibe or what you like physically but you know like you said kim their profile looks interesting where you might want to get to know that person i feel like if you're not going to be 100 percent in it and committed you probably shouldn't even bother with that person because they deserve obviously if they're on the site looking mm-hmm. for love it's not fair to them if you are kind of you putting them down the middle they're not really what you really like and you're like mm-hmm. mm, maybe let that person go you don't have to talk to that person you're right. You know, you don't have to talk to that person. And and I think you should treat it the same way if you wanted someone to do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I may not be everybody's cup of tea, but I'm somebody's Period. cup of tea. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm somebody's cup of tea. And that's the thing about a dating app. Like, is it shallow? Because, you know, like I said, I'm on it. I, I run my, look, my company on the dating app, like, Mm-hmm. resumes coming in right. you know I am a, I am looking I mean I am looking for someone who I'm going to be compatible with like Carrie said that I find attractive I'm not trying to look for somebody who's a model or you know who's just a unicorn right. but you got to look at the man and you're right. Right. Yeah. you can get him a haircut you can dress him you can do whatever but initially and like Keisha you were saying last night you know some things are just not deal breakers like you can right. get over the height you can get over right. certain things but um, no, I just thought that was a really good question to ask because, you know, when you're on these dating apps, females, I don't know what they look like on their apps, but, you know, we could put a face on, we could put our hair on, we can, we can put a shapewear on, we can do whatever to make our bodies look however. Men, right. not so much. It's right. almost like it is what it is, boo. Right, yeah. <laughs> take me is. as I am. Yeah. You know, and some of these men, like I said, they don't, they don't know how to take photos, you know, they don't know taking a picture in their car or, you know, sitting outside with the sun shining on their face, you could barely make out. You know, if he's frowning or smiling, it's like they just you're looking at these pictures. You're like, my God. But, you know, yeah. you're right. You yeah. do have to kind of pull back the veil. And, you know, like you said, if the conversation's there, you know, work your way into seeing if you really want to, you know, pursue this person. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I feel like on a dating app, you have so much uh, control or authority because you really can pull back if you don't want to continue. And that's nobody's prerogatives but your own, you know, because at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're dating and you know what you want and you have boundaries set up, you know, you're going with what you want. Now you do have to, you know, I I think adjust them at times because your boundaries and what you're looking for may be a little bit like far fetched. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people want like this grandiose thing and they don't even bring any of that to the table. Correct. Like you need to be realistic. Right. Right. And that's the that's the perfect word, realistic. You know, like I'm not saying settle and I'm not saying just date anybody who wants to, you know, like on you. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's just like you said, you have to be realistic and also look at what you're bringing or could bring mm-hmm. to the table before, you know, you throw somebody back because. But I thought that was a good question because I feel like people do think dating apps are shallow to why they don't get on there. You know, Mm -hmm. because of what it attracts, and you know, they may think, Oh, this is just a booty call, or you know, nobody's really on here trying to pursue anything serious. I mean, shallow in so many words, it doesn't even have to be about your looks, right? It's not even really about the app. Like, Carrie, you said you bet your husband on the app, so obviously, you know, you guys were looking for long term, you're looking for commitment. So, you know, dating app shallow, I would say no. Mm -hmm. Are there shallow people? On the yeah. app, yes, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. There's shallow people. You can meet a shallow person standing in front of you at the grocery store and in, in line at the grocery store. So I think you can't really put it all on the app because there's still people, people that yeah. you may meet in person, right. people mm-hmm. that you may not meet in person. So it is, it is what you, right. exactly it is what you make it. Yeah, and you're right. Dating apps as a whole, no, I do not think they choose to make the site shallow like you said because they're trying to match you with somebody with the algorithm and all of that but people like you said they do make it shallow because you know it doesn't always have to be a negative a person can have a nice you know car 
They could right. dress their behind off. They could show that they're going on vacations every week. You know what I mean? Right. But they still may not be a great person. Correct. Absolutely. So, you're right. I do think it's not the apps that are portrayed to be shallow. It's the people maybe that you're finding on there that may come across. Or you yourself might be shallow. Who knows? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let me ask you guys this for the next question. Does your upbringing, and it doesn't have to be about you personally, just in general, like, do you think your upbringing really shapes your values when it comes to dating? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I think as women, well, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for all women. I think when I started dating, I tried to find someone who reminded me of my father. And, you know, only because of how I saw how he treated my mother, how mm-hmm. he treated me as a little girl growing up to be a daddy's girl. I knew what a, rela- a healthy relationship looked like. So that's what I was looking for. Someone to treat me like how my father treated my mother but not to say that if you didn't grow up in a two-parent home because I didn't have a two-parent home until I was nine years old and my stepfather raised me who is you know I call my dad and now I have a relationship with my biological father which did not get you know into he didn't get really involved in my life until I was in my 20s so we're kind of like father-daughter friends Mm -hmm. Um, but my stepfather he raised me as my daddy Um, so I think to be able to have missed out on the first nine years of my life, not knowing what a father figure looked like in a two parent home looked like to actually get that at nine, all the way up to the age of 39, which I am right now. I think when I started to date with the purpose, I looked at those qualities and traits that my father had in a man that I was dating mm-hmm. to know what either a, what I wasn't going to put up with or b what were going to be deal breakers for me. So I would definitely say it it plays a huge part. I agree with uh, Keisha, especially, um, you know, being a daddy's girl or growing up in a two parent household when, you know, I know that my father always, you know, protect and provide it. So those are the things that I look for when I did start dating. And I remember I had a conversation with my now husband, like when we were dating, like getting really serious. And I forgot what it was like I had he told me he was going to do something, but he didn't do it. And I had a very like real conversation with him. And I was like, well, you know, when I grew up, when my father said he was going to do something, he never not did it. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had to ask twice. So these are mm-hmm. like the things that I expect in a relationship with you, you know, being my boyfriend. Like when you say you're going to do something, I would like for you to, you know, follow through because I've never experienced a man saying that he's going to do something and just don't do it. Right. So I do think that females tend to date people with, you know, that has the same qualities as her father. Even if your father wasn't in your life, the, you know, whoever, the men. whoever father figure you had in your life, right. you tend to right. date according to that. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm definitely going to piggyback on Carrie. Like, definitely. Like, my dad, 100%. Like, example you know not comparing men to him but the example is there you know right my dad always worked hard you know what I'm saying he's always provided for us you know I never had a want for nothing um he's always poured into me spiritually as well as advice you know he's very intellectual so I mean I look for these things when I'm looking at a man like you Mm -hmm. know are you gonna pour into our kids are you gonna pour into me you exactly. know, mm-hmm. do you like to work? My dad works. He he always is working around the clock. He's always, you know, coming up with innovative ideas. You know, he's always creating. And I right. love that about him, you know, and I'm looking at men like that, too. Like, you know, outside of your nine to five, what else can you produce? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you have any what, passion projects. Right. My right. Dad's exactly. Very into, you know, African-American history. OK, what are you what can you instill in me and our children? You know, like my dad is such a teacher, you know? So, I mean, no no pressure on the man I'm dating, but it's just like, those are the things that make me feel comfortable, you know? It makes me feel like I'm being led in a way that, you know, isn't crazy or, you know, Mm -hmm. off the skirt. So I do agree. I do think your upbringing shapes your values. Now, are there things that our parents did that maybe we didn't like? Sure. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Definitely. And and you don't have to, you know, take that into your relationship. You can a la carte it, but the key values I do think shape, Mm -hmm. you know, the man that you attract. If it's if it's a positive situation, like Carrie said, some people don't have fathers or even uncles or even any figures in their life. You know, they just 
don't. And then maybe look at, you know, social media, or they may find, you know, other examples or role models, other places. But the point is, find somebody that you absolutely, you know, so that you can, you know, look at that and say, okay, that's what I want to make. It doesn't have to be your father. It doesn't have to be your biological father. It can just be somebody you respect. But yes, I do think your foundation does, you know, determine the value and, you know, who you attract or who you want to be in your life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So the next question, ladies, I want to ask is, do you think social media depicts what our relationship goals should look like? Um, I believe so. If you're like so heavy in social media, because mm-hmm. you know how some people are just so in love with the idea of relationships or like what other people relationships look like. They're like, I want that. I want that. When it's just we have to realize social media is just social media. We only right. see what people want us to see. And most of the time that it's just people highs and not their lows. Like Absolutely. whether they're looking at like Gucci Mane and Keisha Kaor and, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z and all this other stuff. Like things, people are in real relationships and real relationship has issues. So I don't think that it's nice to be inspired by somebody relationship like Michelle Obama uh and stuff like that but it's just like it's just that it's not your relationship and absolutely. your may be different absolutely i feel like you have to take social media like entertainment you mm-hmm. cannot or like watching a reality show on tv like you can't take everything you so everything you see on social media as goal and really know that okay this is what that person this person is going through this is really what their relationship look like because every relationship everyone who knows who's ever even been in a relationship there's highs and there's lows and sometimes there's even lower so you just don't know like you like you said carrie you only see the good things when it comes to social media so if anyone is out there trying to compare their relationship to someone that they follow on social media or mm-hmm. out there trying to find the right guy that they seen on social media is destined to fail. Um, social media has to only be looked at as entertainment sometimes, unless it's something that you're really learning or someone's teaching you something or, you know, you're listening to someone's testimony about something. That's one thing, but it's really, it's just that it's social media it's entertainment. Yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, it's like smoking mirrors. Correct. It, it, just that and in one word, smoking mirrors. You take from it what you want to take from it. You, like I said, can take values out of who you respect from it. But at the end of the day, I mean, we post what we want to post. Absolutely. We post the emotions we want people to see and what light we want people to see us in. So you really have to take everything that social media shows us with a grain of salt. Absolutely. And form your own ideas, you know, and take away and a step away back from that. Because if you do think people are really out here like cheesing 24 hours a day and, you know, they never have any like L's in their life, then you're very sadly mistaken. Correct. But but you won't see those L's mm-hmm. on social media. So people would never know. They were really thinking that's how their life is. I hope this episode of Glenn Talk has been beneficial and inspirational to all of you. And stay tuned for part two of Let's Give Thanks to This Giving Moment Relationship Edition. To keep up with me, you can follow me on Instagram at Gems from the Glen, and you can also find Keisha and Carrie's Instagram handles in the show notes. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you're notified when I've uploaded a new episode and rate this episode with five stars. Leave a comment in the review and comment section and save and share this episode so I know you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Until next time, be great. Bye.